Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Sony Open. Joining me to break it all down, it's him. I got him. Greg Ducharme. Hey, buddy. Uh, happy to be with you, Rick. Um, oh. and, an exciting day. I, I enjoyed watching today. It was very a very volatile day of golf, so it was, uh, it was a joy to watch. Yeah, moving day rarely disappoints. On the PGA Tour, uh, we've got kind of a log jam at the top. There was a log jam at the top all day. Greg, the golf course, while I played two and a quarter shots under par, not only the easiest round of the day, but it was one of the easiest rounds in Sony Open history. Oh, man, and and uh, still at the same time, how many times do we see guys charge up and fall down? Uh, you know, they... Players slipped and fell all day. SH Kim had the lead for a while. Yeah. Uh, Carl Yuan was tied for the lead for a while. There were a, a number of players. Of course, Chris Kirk and Hayden Buckley get up there. Lipsky gets up there at some point. But there were so many players who looked like they were going to kind of put put a stamp on this tournament, and they weren't able to do it. Which it just it speaks to the pressure of the lead, you know, heavy lies the crown as they say. And it's, um, it, it was very evident today on a scorable day. Our man at the top of the leaderboard, Hayden Buckley, two shots clear of the chase pack posted a 64 on Saturday. That's back to back 64s for Buckley and his round was really defined by the turn. He makes birdie on eight, Birdie on nine, Greg, and then he holes out from 132 yards in the middle of the fairway for Eagle on 10. That's four under in a three-hole stretch, and he finishes that, looks up, and realizes he's in the lead. Yes, which was kind of wild. Um, so that shot he talked about, he said he hit it maybe a hair thin. He yeah. wasn't sure where it was going to end up. That was a difficult little hole location there. Um, I mean, some players were able to drive it on the green. Um Carl Yuan, who I already mentioned, he drove it on the front edge of the green. There were some guys getting it up really close. He hit a four iron, and he said after the round, he chunked the four iron and had a full-on gap wedge in and ends up making it two. But then, so that's one thing. It's one thing when a, a wedge shot goes in like that. But, Rick, the, the shot on... 18 was that, just sweet. The, the two shots on 18, right. So he, so this is kind of an interesting little thing here because what, what happens is he looks up, he realizes he's in the lead. He immediately makes bogey on 11. And I thought he played a little tentatively after that. All pars until yeah. he gets to 18 where he hits a perfect drive. I believe it was three wood to 
a spot on the right-hand side of the fairway that you couldn't walk it out and put it any better. And then he hits a huge high drawing five iron to just a couple of feet before he knocks it in for Eagle. Yeah. It, it was a high, the high draw with the long iron is a really pretty shot to watch. <laughs> and then it, it's, it's again, it's another one of those. It's kind of similar to number 10, although the club is way different. Um, 10 was in the back of the green, but there's a ridge right in front of it. So I always look at those as, as front They're They're in a way front hole locations. This one has a little false front shy, uh, and coming in, uh, if you're coming in on your third shot, that really comes into play when it's your second shot, the way this was, uh, he, he bounced it up, but not everybody gets that forward kick up. Um, so it was kind of, it, it played out perfectly and he's taking control of the tournament all of a sudden that log jam is kind of broken and it seems like he eliminated a, a number of players who are way down that's really cool by the way if you're watching i could make on that one yeah how about that if you're watching on youtube we've got like the Torcast green slope anime 3d i don't know what this is but it's very if, if you're cool. playing video game golf do you <laughs> click that over or do you just roll it straight in uh just uh with pace hard right in the middle no don't you don't you don't have to click to the right edge or anything like that i uh you know left 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 edge, edge excuse yeah. me um, right I'm edge hard. I've, I've missed it <laughs> i'm giving it a click one the, one tap one one tap uh this is uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about his chances to close this out um, on the other side when we get to kind of the odds and everything like that. But if you are just laying eyes on Hayden Buckley for the first time, Greg, and you as our as our instructor here, this is not um, I don't know if we would teach this right the way that he kind of goes out there and swings it. He, his trigger is almost like a hover and then he's like very quick right after he hovers the club he's 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 in his launch sequence he is his feet are almost off the ground when he makes contact i mean there there's a lot happening here obviously it works for him swing your swing but i'm not sure this is one that uh you would go out there and teach somebody no you these are some idiosyncrasies that stand out a little bit more than you may be used to seeing but they're they're definitely not things you would teach out of somebody which is an in, kind of an, an interesting thing here. So there are things that catch your eye. The the pace of the swing catches your eye. Um, like you said, what, what happens before he pulls the trigger may catch your eye as well. But if you look at where the golf club is through the motion, it's in some really good spots. And it's definitely not anything I would I would teach out of a player. Um, so I, I love what he does with the golf swing. Uh, it's powerful. It's aggressive. I think it's a great way to play golf. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion in the past about short swings versus long swings and what holds up under pressure. But the the truth is, the reality is, there have been players with long and slow swings who have folded under pressure and won under pressure. And there are players with short and fast swings who have folded under pressure and won under pressure. It's, it, it's not the swing, it's the mind. And when you get to this level, you know that the golf swing is something that works. It's just a matter of, do you as the player believe that it works? And, and that's where you saw it even today. Some guys got near the lead. Hayden Buckley got near the lead and all of a sudden the swing changes. That That's not a swing flaw. That's a, that's a, um, a change in your mindset and right. that can affect anybody at any point. So I, I love what he does with his golf swing personally. Um, it's, and, it's and I amazing. wouldn't, 
I wouldn't change much. That's for sure. Uh, through three rounds, he's leading the field in strokes gained ball striking, plus three off the tee, another four on approach. That's stupid good. Uh, yeah. then, then you gain five strokes with the flat stick, and that's how you lead a golf tournament by two shots through 54. The chase pack here, and we can kind of – I'll click through uh, you know whoever's card you want to go through here, Greg, but uh, the, the, the guy's two shots back. Lipsky, Ben Taylor, Chris Kirk, Chris Kirk of that group had the worst of Saturday round 68. He's still very much in this. Then Andrew Putnam and Siwoo Kim, they're just three back tied for fifth. So do we want to highlight uh, a guy here or two? There are two guys that stand out to me um, that I really, of course, look, these guys are all within a couple shots of the lead on Saturday night of a PGA tour event. So I, I'm not uh, trying to skip anybody here. They all played great, but the two guys that really have my attention are Chris Kirk and Siwoo Kim. Um, and so if we start with Chris Kirk, this was a terrible start today yeah. where yesterday he gets off to a start where, you know, he, he makes uh birdie on one, two and three. Well, today he makes double on number one. He hits it out of bounds. And it, it's one thing to make double on one, but when you got to hit a second ball off the first tee, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> that that could have been right. the end of it. That that could have just been yeah. like, we, th- how often have we seen, okay, guy, you know, sleeps near the 36 hole lead, starts off slow or makes a big number early and you never hear from him again. Yes. They're uh, ejected from the coverage yeah. and, and there's good reason for it. They're out of the tournament and they don't have a lot going on and it's a struggle and we want to watch guys playing great golf, you know, unless it's one of the really big names, even if it, I mean, unless it's tiger really, or, uh, or, or maybe Jordan Spieth in an event like this with the cut on the line, those are the rare kind of situations where you, you'll watch a guy struggle. Um, but he didn't, he turned it around right after that. He made a birdie right away at number two to get himself back into it. And, and I thought he played a really, really controlled round of golf. And there's something to me that just feels right about this. Uh, I like what I see from his stat profile. I like what I see watching him play. The tempo is, it looks like it always does which is just so smooth, unhurried. I, I think the tempo of his putting stroke looks phenomenal. Um, and and I really like what I'm seeing with the ball striking. So even even though today wasn't quite as good as the first two days, uh, he's still ninth for the week uh, in strokes gained approach the green. He's third in proximity. He's given himself a ton of opportunities. And he's 12th in strokes gained putting, even though he lost strokes today. So I, I, I'm looking at, this round of Chris Kirk and I'm thinking, well, he's won on the PGA tour before uh, and he's hungry to do it again. It's been a while as we highlighted last night. That's right. And there's also so many guys around him, Rick, who haven't done it before or who haven't even content really contended before, which I think is a, I, I think that's a factor. Yeah, it, it is. And we were kind of talking about this before we went hot. It's, it's kind of hard to win the first time you feel the heat and there's a lot of guys feeling the heat for the first time right now. And Chris Kirk, and this is the other kind of argument for Kirk. He just got away with his bad round, right? He just lost strokes to the field and he is two off the lead tied for second. Um, Not in the final group. That can be kind of, that that can be nice sometimes. Um, 
and we'll talk about the weather in a little bit, but um, I, I think that's a kind of a nice break. I think it's it's the perfect spot for him, not in the second to last group where it's not like the uh, Hayden Buckley is going to have so many more holes to play than him, where it's this huge disadvantage. Uh, you know, it's one you're you're one hole behind. Uh, and and I think we see plenty of winners come out of the second to last group or uh, even farther down the the track. So I, I think it's a really good spot for him. Uh, the other guy you mentioned was Siwoo Kim, whose only blemish came on number 12, a bogey there. But he had birdies on, let's see, 1, 4, 7, 9, 10, 14, 18. That's about as spread out as you can get. Every couple of holes, he finds himself uh, a birdie, including one on the finishing hole. He is always dangerous from a chase position, Greg. Yes. And this one isn't too far back. Uh, and, uh, you know, you if you remember Siwoo Kim winning at the players, he won the players in some really windy conditions. And his short game was great that week, but his ball striking was really good too. And uh, I think we're going to have some wind tomorrow. It's not going to be quite as windy as when he won the players, but uh, I, I think ha- I think the ball strikers are going to really come out to and show up tomorrow. I think you're going to see a little bit of a higher, a bigger inf- influence with the guys who can really hit it. And and Siwoo has been hitting the ball beautifully, hit it beautifully today. He's hit 15 greens every single round so far. He's seven right now in uh, strokes gained approach. He's fifth in proximity to the hole and he's putting okay, but he's also, we found out that he's using the the long putter, which was something we talked about at the That's beginning right. of the week. What, you know, what do we have? What's going on with Siwoo's putter here? We didn't have that information. Well, now we do and it's looking, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. So I, I like what I'm seeing out of his putting stroke. I saw one stroke that wasn't great today, but for the most part, it was really good. And and he's another one of those guys with some experience with the heat on. And I think that's a an advantage for him if it's not Kirk's day. Here are the best round three ball strikers. This is approach end off the tee. Hideki, number one. Tom Hoagie, Hayden Buckley, Kita Nakajima, Nate Lashley, then Siwoo Kim. So sixth in round three ball striking. And he was... Tiny, tiny loser, small bit, less than or basically a quarter of a stroke with the flat stick. Um, Just a couple of notable items here. 62 was the round of the day. We saw it from both Andrew Putnam and Nick Taylor. Andrew Putnam, Greg, this guy, I had the easiest sweat. I think it was Cam Davis versus Bezadenhout and Andrew Putnam. This thing should have been over. Putnam should have missed the cut. He shot a 70 on Thursday. And how about this stat? In rounds two and three, Andrew Putnam has gained nine strokes putting, which is more than anybody else in the field has gained for the entirety of the tournament. So he is rolling the rock right now. Yes. And that's what he does, uh, which is if you ask him, his iron play and putting is his strength, which of course I love hearing that. Uh, We all do. I I think his putting has statistically been much better than his iron play. Um, But right now he is feeling it. And this entire fall, he is feeling it. One of the few guys on tour so far this year um, who hasn't missed a cut. who's played a certain number of events. I forget what the exact statistic is, but yeah, Andrew Putnam is feeling it. Uh, The mustache is working and the putter is working. He started on the back. So this is not 
seven straight birdies. Uh, but he did birdie five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. But he started on ten, so he actually birdied his first two of the day. Added birdies at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, making the turn two over for his next four, and then finished his rounds, Greg, with birdies at five, six, seven, and eight. That's a that's a yeah. lot of circles. It, it's a lot. Now I just worry when I see that. Um, does that carry over into the next day? You know, you get yourself back into contention. Are we really going to see another Hideki Matsuyama? Is the guy's going to sh- average 63 over the weekend again? I it it feels like a stretch, but it, it could it could happen. The most disappointing round of the day, probably for him and probably for me as well. Uh Taylor and Montgomery. Me. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor Montgomery drops from uh the overnight lead to T9, a 70. Very little momentum from Montgomery. He he bogeys the first two, Greg. He bogeys seven. He's three over through seven holes. Now, he does claw it back to even par for the day, but that's still coughing up nearly two and a half shots to the field. He's going to enter the day five back on Sunday. Is it is it over? Are the tents, are the tents still alive here? No, yeah. Oh, Montgomery's still alive. Okay. I think that, yeah. I definitely think the 10, I may even go, there's one eight under guy who I might stretch to. Is um, his name Hideki Matsuyama? Yes, of okay. course. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason for that is when you start to, there's a lot of guys in between he and the lead. Normally that's a bad thing, but I'm wondering if the way the weather is shaping up for tomorrow, where you're going to have, you know, 15 mile an hour winds gusting to 20, it's going to be a much more difficult day tomorrow than it was today. Uh, Does it get more and more challenging as the afternoon wears on? And do some of these guys that get out just a little bit earlier have an edge? Uh, This may be one of those situations where somebody can post a number and that's really valuable because some of these holes that are birdie holes coming in may play really difficult tomorrow. Uh, they even wedge shots into greens when it's really windy and really firm and really fast, they start to get a little trickier. Um, and then you add the rough in because tee shots are more difficult when it's windy like that. It, it can compound and it just becomes more difficult to make birdies. So somebody like a Taylor Montgomery who can, I, I think he had his worst day uh, approaching the green. It's not a strength of his in general, but I, it was a particularly bad day. Um, he hit a lot of shots that were kind of right there in front of him and dumped him in the bunker short side. Right, he, he hit a lot of really poor shots into the greens, and I think that evens out again tomorrow. And and I love what he does on the greens with the putting. So I, I definitely think he can claw his way back into it. You have Buckley at 15 under, first time really in the heat uh, on a difficult Sunday. You could consider the real lead 13 under. And if if Taylor Montgomery at the beginning of the week was, let's say he was never in the lead and he was three back entering the final round, I think you'd feel pretty good. So I'm I'm not done with uh, with Taylor Montgomery at all. Okay, I like to hear that. Uh, I want to pull up the odds from Caesars and talk through any potential opportunities here on this Saturday night. But first, we are going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. 
Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. I'm going to refresh the odds here, Greg, but I'll tell you, it has been uh, 2023 has, has treated me well so far, you know, professionally, personally, I'm off to a great start. It's all good. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So I'm stoked. We are 14 days in uh, and on the 15th day, I'm going to have three very live outrights and I would love to start my year off with a victory. So I'm, I'm holding a Montgomery 40 to one. I'm holding a Will Gordon, who we didn't really talk about. He's just a couple of shots back. He yeah. is, let's see, Will Gordon is four shots back at 130 to one. And I'm holding a Hayden Buckley 95 to one ticket. Wow. So I'm terrified, first of all, that Chris Kirk's going to get me or some or Siwoo's going to get me or somebody's going to get me. I'm thrilled with my position, but I, I will not sleep easy tonight. Well, uh, there's nothing you can do. That's so, uh, um, I, you know, you're not going to lay any more on Hayden Buckley, right? Um, it probably doesn't do you much good to head on hedge on uh, on Chris Kirk. Although, if you have nothing, if you have a clean slate and you were waiting for tonight, I I love where Chris Kirk is, and uh, you know, I completely agree with that statement, right? If you're if you're if you don't have other other things out there, Chris Kirk six and a half to one at Caesars is very very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad number at all. Um, so I love that, and and I like uh, even Siwoo at at eight to one. Um, now it gets fun, and if you want to make it a little more difficult to sleep and you want to, you know, get a little more action. You could go with a, the heavy hitter that's left in the field. Who's also a long shot and also seven shots back. Um, also led the field and strokes gain approach today, as you already mentioned, um, has not putted very well so far. Um, shot 65 today, losing strokes putting uh, Hideki Matsuyama is Possibly back. And he's at what, 175? 175 to one. Yeah, he is for the week second in approach to David Lipsky. And this is this is a good sign. You said he's he's back. That um this it's is a good sign. Too soon to really say that, but no, it's a good sign. But to but to your point, he has he has v- very much struggled with his ball striking in his last, I don't know, six or eight measured events, something like that. And he was on this weird kind of streak where he had gained strokes with the putter in six straight, which is something we hadn't really seen. Now it's kind of flipped back to vintage Hideki here. But if he can marry that for one day, Greg. Right. Gain gain the four shots on approach again, like you did on Saturday. Right. And pick up one and a half with the putter. And now things are happening. 
Yes. Um, all, all of a sudden, I mean, he, he lost two shots today. Putting shot 65. So could he go shoot 63 tomorrow? Could he go shoot seven, eight under tomorrow? Yeah. And if he does that, now you're talking, let's say he shoots uh, seven under. You're talk- he gets to 15. And I think 15 is live for a winner with tomorrow's wind forecast. <laughs> Maybe a stretch. It may be a stretch. It may take 17. Um, but I, I think he can get himself right back in contention. And with the leaderboard, having some guys that are fresh up there and having the difficult conditions and having Hideki out a little bit earlier and having him hitting it really, really well this week, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's worth the sprinkle at 175, I think. Yeah, 175 to one. I mean, we just we just watched a seven shot lead disintegrate last week, and we yes. wa- we've we've watched seven shot leads. I, I feel like six times in the last six months. Yeah. Now most of them have had fewer players. There's been one guy running away. Sure. Like last week that happened at the tour championship with uh, Scotty and Rory. That's what happened. It, it's not a guy that's in 25th place. Yeah. JT winning. came from six back at the PGA, right? But there, I don't know how many uh, guys were in between. Was it six or seven? It might have been seven. Been seven. I think it was seven. Yeah. So. But uh, again, yeah, it, it's actually kind of comparable to that because you had some guys up top in the last group that were a little fresh, right? You had, uh, you did have Zalatoris there who ends up in the playoff, but you had Cam Young and you had, of course, Mito Pereira and some other guys that hadn't been in contention in majors before. So this has a little bit of that flavor. There's, there's just a lot of guys to go through and that's why the number's so long, but I think it's possible. We were just kind of chatting before we turned the mics on and went hot about how hard it is to win the very first time you're in contention. And I was racking my brain. I mean, trying to think of an, is Tom like Tom Kim maybe at window. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Siwoo Kim at the players. Yeah. First time we've one. ever heard of him. It, it's a, uh, it, it happens from time to time. Um, was Ryan Bram ever in contention before he routed everybody in Puerto Rico? That's a good one. Yeah, just like um, who, I'm sorry, who is this? <laughs> like, right, <laughs> right. Now Hay- Hayden Buckley. I mean, we've he's been on our radar. Uh, obviously, he has an elite off the tee game and trying elite. to put it. Yeah, and trying to put it all together. I mean, it's just. Um, I mean, why he's going to have to just adjust, like adjust his brain. He's got to rewire his brain tonight, right? Like uh, sleeping on the lead for the first time in a PGA tour event through 54 holes and, and kicking your year off this way is like, it, it, I hope he sleeps well, but I know I wouldn't. You, the hard thing is in our seats, you don't know what he's made of. Yeah. Um, but his coach probably has a really good idea. Um, he, he knows, but he doesn't really know. He he doesn't know, but there are some guys who who rise to that occasion. It's just it's very rare, and so from a betting perspective, uh, it's it's much easier and a much smarter idea to look elsewhere because it's th- the chances that he goes out and plays his best round of golf are very low. There's there's something more to this round than him going out uh, this morning. 
the way that he played today. It's it's a very different feeling because um, all you want to do is have a chance to win. And, and now all of a sudden it feels like it's Sunday. It's here. I do have a chance. But now you also have something to lose. Uh, you don't want to lose a two shot lead. It's it's fine if you're two shots behind and you don't win. That's you're, you're not supposed to win in a way. But when you lose it, there's a fear there. And I think it's very challenging for guys who haven't who haven't been in that situation to know what to do the first try, like you said. Throw the odds out the window, throw the value out the window, throw whatever else out the window. This time tomorrow, someone will be hoisting that beautiful golden trophy. Pretty it's a, it's a top twelve trophy. Um who is that guy? Who is that guy that will be on the thumbnail of Sunday night's recap video? You're not going to like this answer. I, I think I your answer. Even, I think your I answer is the one I actually agree with. I, I don't even want to say it because it hurts me. I want to say Taylor Montgomery. That's what I really want to say. But it's Chris Kirk. I. I think like I I think I agree with you. I think that's what my head says. I mean, he has a little bit of chaser's freedom, right? Which is so important. A two-shot lead is nothing, right? Like a two-shot lead is literally nothing on the PGA tour. And Chris Kirk is a calm, cool, collected guy who had his worst round of the week today, and he is still in it. He faced adversity immediately out of the gate, overcomes it. He has been facing adversity personally for years. Uh, like I just, this feels like a Chris Kirk win. Yeah. And, and you can see it so clear how well the golf course sets up for him, especially coming down the stretch. Uh, and the fact that he hits a draw nearly pretty much exclusively, uh, and, and so many of the holes down the stretch, pretty much every one is a draw T shot at least. That's a big edge, especially on the PGA Tour nowadays, where guys don't hit draws. There, there are very few drawers of the golf ball out there. No, you can still make it work, but he likes the way these tee shots look. And I think that's a huge edge. Hope I'm wrong. I mean, actually, I would, I would feel great for Chris Kirk if he won, but... Uh... I hope I'm yeah, there's a you got other you got skin in the game. <laughs> Chris can win next week. He can win. Let's go win some, like a, a T2 for Chris Kirk would be great. Go win something in a week or two. Right. Like, leave yeah, me yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. Leave, let me get this one. Just this one. I need an, a nice early January victory. Yeah. Just leave me. Let me get on the board in 2023. That's all. That's all. All right. Uh Boy, it is going to be a sweaty Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully sweaty. Hopefully these guys don't eject immediately, but it's going to be a great event. It's in basically prime time. It's going to you know help put a bow on an excellent sporting day tomorrow. So very much looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be back as that final putt drops to discuss who is the eventual champion of the 2023 Sony Open. Producer Troy will be here doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme available on Twitter at the Real. GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.